Hello everyone, it's Jen and I just wanted to do another live episode as it were in the free Your Parenting Mojo Facebook group because I did one recently for the uh, events after the US Capitol siege and responding to that and actually looked at the analytics on it and found that it was one of my most recently downloaded episodes. So, uh, so this is sort of just another informal episode and we'll be back to regular programming next week but I uh, wanted to share some thoughts on Martin Luther King Jr. Day which is today here in in the US and um, I think this is actually the special the first the first holiday recorded episode that I've done ever <laughs> so um, it feels kind of cool to be doing it for for this particular day for Martin Luther King Jr. Day and um, I wanted to share some thoughts that actually I concepted on a bike ride which tends to be how these these things come about when I have some time to think and um, I, I'm really sort of thinking okay what is it that parents need to know in this right now um, what, what's important about continuing Dr. King's legacy. And I talked in the episode from last week about the events in the US Capitol, about the anti-racist work that we're doing and that is so necessary, that has to continue. Yes, we have to keep doing that. Um, we also need to do things like learning about the achievements of black people, both in history and today. And uh, a tool that I really enjoy for that is, um, if, if you're not watching on Facebook Live, I'm holding up these black history flashcards. They're published by an organization called Urban intellectuals, which I believe is a black owned company. And we've actually been storing them in a little teacup on our dining room table. And my daughter will request uh, that we go through at least one and up to three of them. I draw the line at three because then I don't get to eat dinner um, at the dinner table every day. And we talk through not just sort of the what are the bullet points on the back of the card that each of these individuals um, on, on the cards did. But what does it mean? What, what, what does it mean that to say that they were uh, entrepreneurs? and uh, trappers and traders in the 1700s, as, as one of the people that we read about last night was, what kind of circumstances came into place to even make that possible when the vast majority of black people in that period who were over in the Americas were enslaved? Um, what kind of circumstances and personality and, and situation were involved in this? And, and so I think that that is really helping her to put some kind of context around, you know, it's not just that there were millions of black people here in the US and they were all enslaved and they were sort of this monolithic entity. But these were individual people who had individual lives and individual concerns and that they made incredibly valued and undervalued contributions to our culture, you know, inventing things and um, setting up... The, one of the people we read about last night set up the city of Chicago. He founded a settlement that turned into the city of Chicago. Um, the leaders, former leaders of Kenya and Ghana who negotiated independence from the UK. Um, and so obviously that focuses very much on history and we also need to be talking about the work that black people and other people of color are doing on an ongoing basis today um, but it's just sort of a, an additional way that we are making this sort of baking these ideas into the fabric of our everyday lives and then, <laughs> yes, we need to do our overtly anti-racist work. We need to be talking with our children about um, these ideas that, that don't just leave them with the, the impression that uh, black people were victimized and victims of their circumstances, that they had agency in their lives and continue to have agency in their lives and uh, and don't need rescuing. They don't need us to come and save them, that, that they can tell us what they need and, and we should be listening to that. But I think it goes even deeper than that because I'm not sure that many of us, myself absolutely included, fully understand the ways that white supremacy and patriarchy and even capitalism show up in our lives. 
And so we've discussed before on the show in the uh, interview with Dr. Carol Gilligan and, and a bunch of times since then in a variety of uh, other episodes about how patriarchy operates and how that shows up in, in ourselves. And, and one of the ways it does that is through creating separation, both within ourselves and between individuals. And so it, it separates, um, it creates a separation in ourselves by setting up these sort of arbitrarily masculine and arbitrarily feminine qualities. So masculine qualities might be things like logic and reason and, um, and assertiveness and confidence and, and all these things you stereotypically associate with men. And then the feminine categories might be things like intimacy and tenderness and unconditional love and sort of the, the soft feminine sides. Um, and, and of course the point here is that we all have all of these characteristics. There's, there's nothing inherently masculine or feminine and about any of them, but that by dividing them, we're able to privilege one set. We're able to privilege the masculine set and say, well, this is what we should be working towards, which is why we tell our girls that they should go and do STEM careers and and, uh, and exceed in traditionally male-dominated fields. But we don't tell either our girls or our boys that, yeah, it's okay to care about other people. It's okay to be in caring professions and to want to have that be your life's work. So, so there's that sort of split um, within ourselves. But it also separates individuals by, uh, by, in a way, sort of policing our behavior and telling us what's acceptable and what isn't. And one of the ways it does that is by making it really difficult to ask for help. Um, or even to offer help, and because we're all supposed to project this image of, well, I've got it together, everything's fine, um, there's not, no problem here, <laughs> everything's under control, and that if that's not the case for any reason, then we can always buy something to help us fix that circumstance. Like we can, we can uh, buy a service, like a cleaner, or somebody to outsource a part of the uh, the work that we're feeling is not in control um, too. And, and so it's, it's not even okay to offer help, I think, because, because that sort of breaks down the idea that the person you're offering to has it all together. <laughs> um, and, and even if we offer, then the person's sort of supposed to say, well, yeah, I'm okay, thanks, I, it, everything's fine, I, I don't really know of anything you can do. Um, and then we as the offerer are sort of just supposed to stay in our lane and let it go. And, and I think the reason for this is that we, under a, a patriarchal, white supremacist, capitalist culture, we're not supposed to have this true sense of community because if we had that, we wouldn't need to buy as much stuff <laughs> because we would just help each other out. And so there wouldn't be this uh, need to to just buy stuff to fill the gaps that, um, that we, we have in our lives because we aren't able to be in true community. Uh, for example, my neighbor was running down to the store the other night. She was going already. She leaned out the car window on the way past and said, do you need anything? And I had just been to the store earlier that day and had forgotten to get yogurt. And I said, hey, would you mind getting me a quarter yogurt? And so I didn't need to call down to Insta Instacart. I didn't need to go down to the store again myself. It was just a simple... Um, you know, do you need anything? And, and me saying yes, rather than saying, oh, well, I don't want to burden her or, um, you know, I, I don't, I don't want to go upstairs and get money right now. And of course, when you do this often enough, the, the money can just kind of flow back and forth and it becomes less of a big deal. Um, but, but it was just, she offered help. And I said, yeah, in that moment, I would love to have some help. Thank you very much. Um, and so this holiday weekend, one of the things that I'm focusing on 
most closely. And, and I think my focus sort of shifts every year as I learn more and I feel like my uh, the, the ideas that I want to look at uh, change. So for this year, what I'm doing right now is taking steps to reach out to my community and, and specifically the community that's, that's right around me. And so I emailed the listserv for all the people who live on our street and I told them about all the things that my daughter Karis is interested in, which currently includes salamanders and invertebrates and fungi that we're founding up or popping up around our neighborhood when it sometimes rains, not so often as it should be at the moment, and asking for their help in finding these things. And so we immediately got inundated with with information, like, is she interested in spiders? <laughs> oh, I have some orange fungi in my yard. I'll, I'll try and remember to bring them over. We had one neighbor who said, hey, can we do a trade? I have a photography assignment for a class that I'm doing, and I have to photograph children expressing various different emotions. Uh, of course, your daughter's welcome to come and look in my yard <laughs> whenever she likes, but, but could we also do this trade where... I get to photograph her and uh, and fulfill this goal for my assignment. And so we went over there and Karis got to turn over every rock in my neighbor's backyard. And my neighbor was just fascinated by by watching this and, and how curious Karis is about all this stuff. And I got to talk with this neighbor who is probably four doors down the street from me, who I've seen in passing. I knew her name before, but I had no idea about the things that are important to her and what she spent her life doing and and... And we were able to deepen that connection just because of that simple email that I had sent out that um, I wasn't even offering anything in particular. You know, yes, I, I had also added something to the bottom to say, you know, if your kids are homeschooling or interested in anything in, at all that we might be able to help with, feel free to reach out. Um, and and but she just said, hey, you know, this this is relevant to me. I'd love to be able to get some help with this. This is relevant to you. Can we work together? And yes, it was it was a really lovely way to spend a couple of hours in the afternoon. Um, another way that we're doing this is is by getting closer to our neighbors and I actually proposed a meal sharing arrangement with them where we would cook an extra meal one night a week and, and give it to them and they would cook an extra meal one night a week and give it to us. And so it's 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 literally almost no extra work. It's like 5% extra work um, and it gets the other family a night off from cooking. And another thing that I'm also doing with my neighbors is that they have two kids who are in school, in Zoom school most of the day, so they're not available in the mornings, but in the afternoons they are basically running around the house and, and both parents are trying to work from home and get stuff done. And of course I'm working from home too. And I, I've, I've, what I finally realized is I can give up the illusion of feeling like I need to be shut away in a room to get work done. And rather than be interrupted every 15 minutes with my daughter who would literally walk past my husband to come down to the room where I'm working and ask for a snack, um, rather than have that continual interruption, I can actually work more effectively if I put a deck chair out in the driveway and sit, sometimes bundled up in a lot of down jackets in the sun uh, in, the, in the winter, and uh, Karis is playing with their kids and they're kind of running in between the two gardens wearing masks and looking for salamanders and exchanging rocks and bouncing a ball around and and just doing things that basically keep themselves entertained and yes I'm not in a quiet room and no I couldn't do it on a day when I had a lot of calls but it's it takes so much pressure off my neighbor who now doesn't have to worry every minute about what her kids are getting into why it's quiet in the living room um, and that she knows that they are having fun interactions and it's it's basically no more work for me either and so I think that that is really sort of deepening our connections to each other as well.
Um, one more example, I was out in the street yesterday morning and our neighbors announced he was going to the store and renting a rug cleaner. And I thought, oh, thank goodness. <laughs> Karis had actually peed on a rug by accident <laughs> six months ago and we couldn't get the smell out. It's been rolled up. I haven't been able to get to the store to get a rug cleaner myself. I said, hey, can, can we go in on that with you? Can I just pay you half of the rental cost and we'll use it for 15 minutes to try and get the smell out of this rug? And he's like, sure, of course, why not? And so I didn't have to go to the store and get the thing, which is the thing that's been holding me back for the last six months. He got a bit of help on the rental cost and was was happy to help out. And, and again, we deepened the sense that um, if you ask for help, other people are more likely to ask us back. Because they sort of, in the beginning, it kind of feel like, well, I don't want to ask them. They, they never ask me for anything. And so I don't feel like I want to ask them. But if we put that first, that first handout and say, hey, can I, can I ask for your help with something? Then they are much more likely to come back around when they need something. And, and that's what builds our sense of community. So... Yes, we can also offer to help people, of course, um, particularly on, on a day like today when we're thinking about what is our impact on the world? How do we want to leave our mark on this world? Um, what are some of the ways that this is truly meaningful you, for you? Maybe having helping scientists to catalog plant and animal species. That's one of the things we're going to be doing in a bioblitz um, where we're, we're helping scientists understand what species we're finding in our neighborhood. Maybe we have a bit of a platform inside the company that we work for and that we can use that to ask for change for things that that seem really meaningful right now and and that you see that need to happen um, maybe like my neighbor that the photography friend who we just met yesterday um, properly is is going out to protests at the invitation of the organizers and taking photographs of protests that are happening and then giving them the images donating them so that the organizations can use these images in their marketing materials and on their websites and so they get high quality images and and my friend gets to feel as though her unique skills and talents are actively contributing you know yes she could just show up to the protest but she's going one step beyond that to share the unique skills and talents that she brings to the world so um, the one thing I do want to say about this is if we do live in heavily segregated communities as many of us do that it can this this focus on our very local communities can end up hoarding resources and that's one of the issues that I have with the um, the buy nothing groups particularly the ones that uh, require that you live in a certain area to be a part of them because what that ends up doing is saying well you know the all, if all the people in my neighborhood are relatively well advantage we're only going to trade stuff within my neighborhood and uh, and that just ends up sort of um uh, hoarding and uh, consolidating the resources available in that community as the people in that community trade all of their expensive equipment and the people in a very different community have access to very different resources. So I, I don't think that, that this uh, focus on your tight local community is the only answer. Um, but let's do these things in parallel. Let's do a bit of this and let's also do some reaching across community lines. Let's continue our anti-racist work. Let's continue the conversations we're having with our children. Let's build our communities up on on a variety of different scales as we are working to dismantle the old systems. 
So I really hope that you'll join me in this work. I would love to hear about what it is you do as a resource for your community. And also, so you're, you're thinking about um, ways that you're going to be offering help to the community, but also how are you going to ask for help for, from your community? What is it that you can identify that's like, oh, I, I'm going away for the weekend and, and the trash cans need to be out Monday morning. Could I ask somebody to help put my trash cans out? Just some tiny little thing like that gets you in conversation conversation with your neighbors gets you on on a different level of interaction than just saying hi that you are offering something or asking for something and that that will make it more likely that they will do the same in return and that's how we build community so so thank you so much for joining me for this we're going to be back to regular episodes next week and our uh, episode for next week will be on red shirting <laughs> whether or not you should red shirt your child it was actually one that I wrote over the holidays and uh, it was a very very in-depth episode and of course there are lots of connections to social justice issues Issues related to whether or not you should hold your child back from kindergarten for a year, which is what we mean by redshirting for those of you who are outside the US. So, so stay tuned for that. Lots more research-based information coming as usual. But I just wanted to, to share these thoughts with you and, and not let this holiday go by without um, sort of offering something to, to maybe help us all a little bit. Just move the needle, just move the needle a tiny bit in our local communities and also um, much broader than that as well. So thanks so much for joining me and I will see you again soon.